It's finished at Sunderland. Manchester United have done all they can. That Rooney goal was enough for the three points. Manchester City are still alive here. Balotelli. Welcome, Blues, to Season 2, Episode 3 of the Bolt from the Blue podcast. And what we're going to focus tonight on is Manchester City 6, Kitchi of Hong Kong 1. And uh, I have in our Skype virtual studio, Man City Fan Chats, Ray. Ray, how are you doing tonight? I'm all right, Mike. 6-1 scoreline, always pleasing to uh, hear. <laughs> well, guys, before we start, let me lay some knowledge on you about Kitchi. Now, the Hong Kong Premier League is a very minor league. The winners qualify for the second qualifying round of the Asian Champions League. That's how small it is. This uh, Hong Kong Premier League was only inaugurated about five years ago in 2014. They changed their name from the old Hong Kong First Division, a bit like the way that the English First Division changed to the Premier League back in 1992. There are only 10 teams. Kitchi were the first champions. The second season, a team called Eastern won. And that was quite memorable because they did that with a female coach. So they're much more progressive out there. In 2017, Kitchi reclaimed their title, defended it again in 2018. But uh, last season, they finished fourth. So in total, they've won the new Hong Kong Premier League three times in the first five seasons. However, what is their equivalence to teams that we might know? I'm not sure, Ray. I don't know what you think. Mm -hmm. Um, when I watched a bit of the game earlier on today, I mean, I thought to myself, were they somewhere between League Two and League One? I was probably a bit generous and I said, uh, I'd give them a League One standing, which is not very high standing at all. What people might not realise is that this was not their stadium tonight. The, this stadium, the, the Hong Kong stadium, is actually the stadium of their rival, uh, their big rival, a team called Eastern. Kitchi actually play at the Mong Kok Stadium. The, What's that again? Uh, the Mong Kok <laughs> Stadium. <laughs> it has a capacity of 6,664. But uh, the Hong Kong Stadium, which is effectively the national stadium, has a 40,000 capacity. I think we had about maybe 21, 22,000 supporters out there for this game. The other stadiums in the Hong Kong League, their stadiums are between 1,000 and 5,000 seaters. So there's a little bit of knowledge for you guys. This was the team that we were playing tonight. Ray, that lineup that Pep put out, that could very well be the Community Shield team. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Oh, it could well indeed. I mean, when I looked at the team, I thought to myself, it's pretty much a first team, apart from three players, you could argue. And they generally, apart from Angelino, were the players that were at Copper. So you, you're missing Edison, you're missing Aguero, uh, you're missing Fernandinho. And then the funny one was that Angelino rather than Zinchenko. Some people thought it was a bit odd. But personally, I, I felt it was so that Angelino could play with the first team and to see how he'd cope playing with the first team, playing with better players, playing with us having 70% possession, just to see, is he, you know, is he going to be assisted by better players? You know, sometimes you look better when you're playing with better players. When you're playing with um, not so good players, you know, you can 
be not not overrun, but you commit more mistakes than you would you could normally make with better players. So I think it was important for Angelina to get a run out with the first team for him to feel part of that first team because surely within the first six or seven weeks of the season he's going to be required. And the other thing that interested me was David Silva as captain. Is it just because he's the guy who's going to be captain until it's decided? Does this have any impact on who's going to be picked as captain? Don't really know. We're going to find out, I suspect, in the next couple of weeks who's going to be the captain for the full season. That's right. And uh, guys, in this game, it really was... I know this is a terrible cliche, but it really was. Uh, well, it was a, a game of two halves because in the second half, or shortly after the second half, we had, I counted, well, we had Chuaizi, come on, Pozzo, Dionco, Foden, Rodri, Doyle, Taylor, Harwood, Bellis, Benarbe, Danilo. I think that was almost a complete team change, Ray. Yeah, we had two players coming at halftime, four players after 64 minutes, four players after 73 minutes. So that's 10 changes within the first 20 five, 30 minutes of the second half starts. And so by 73 minutes, we changed 10 players. If I'm not mistaken, they didn't change Bravo. So some people are wondering why Pep hasn't been giving some minutes to Grimshaw as the number three. Any thoughts on that? I thought, well, I've got... <sighs> I've got no idea, honestly, no idea why Danny Grimshaw didn't get any minutes at all, uh, not even 10 or 15. And it's a friendly, so you'd think that, you know, is somebody else going to be the third choice keeper? Well, who, if somebody else is going to be the third choice keeper, who is it? And where are they? They're certainly not here. It was a little bit strange, but um, it's very, very difficult to assess the significance of games like this. It was sweltering humidity. The main team got a really good run out for 45 minutes or 60 minutes, um, some of them as well. It's it's difficult to know, but um, I'm going to quote you an interesting line, Ray, from um, Stuart Brennan. It just came up on my timeline and I thought it was quite funny. He says, these preseason games are all very well, but not really a preparation for the real thing. After all, City aren't going to be winning 6-1 away in the Premier League, are they? Oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so let's talk through the goals, Ray. And if my eyes did not deceive me, Angelino was involved in that first goal. Uh, yeah, he Angelino uh, out on the left uh, in our own half, I think he passed the ball to was it Sterling? Sterling controlled it with his, was it his right? And then he made I thought it was slightly off balance pass pierced their defence to David Silva who only had the goalie to beat, and he finished it with a plum. I've said it, I think the goalie went down a little bit too early for me, but uh, I'm no goalkeeper, I'm no professional footballer, I don't know. We can only give our opinion. Um, the goalie went one way, and David Silva dinked it into the other corner. Very nice goal. Uh, hopefully, that's one of many to come this season in his final season. You know, It'd be, it'd be nice if he can get to double figures uh, for goals this season again. It was a lovely little dink, a nice little build-up. And in fact, I think a few of City's yeah. first goals were caused by the press, Ray. I mean, they were stealing balls yeah. in front of their defence. So that was quite encouraging to see, wasn't it? Kitchy probably were blown away. They've probably never seen anything like this. We'd have such a strong, high press. We were obviously creating lots of chances, lots of mistakes, causing errors, bad passes, weak passes. It felt like it was just a matter of time. We were having a lot of chances. You know, Sterling had already hit the woodwork. Uh, Bernardo, he blazed over or when I think he should have um, scored or at least hit the target. Um, but we were having a lot of chances. And as I said, it felt like it was only a matter of time before we'd score again. And, of course, Ray, it was only a matter of time before we scored again. It was Sane with number two. Sterling's pass, uh, he toe-poked it through to Sane on the edge of their box. Sane took it forward a couple of paces. He was probably 18 to 20 yards out, and he slammed it into the corner. 
once again, I thought the goalkeeper Wang, he was a little bit Wang. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he could have got down a, li- a little bit better and saved that. But, you know, Leroy did what he needed to do. He, s- he slammed it into the bottom corner and it was 2-0. And within a couple of minutes, it was 3-0. And that was the Sterling goal. And um, I think that was a, a lovely little layoff by uh, David Silva. And uh, yeah. he took it into his stride and just walked that up into the into the right corner. That was quite lovely. Oh, yeah. Beautiful finish. He opened up his body nicely. That, that move basically started with Gundogan chipping it to Silva, who slid it into Sterling. Sterling opened his body and he killed it beautifully into that top corner. Goalkeeper had no chance. It was, just, I think, it was a stunning goal. And we went into half time three 0 up. Obviously, the game was done, done and dusted. It was a matter of you know bringing some subs on, filling our boots in the second half. That's the way it was. There were a couple of points um, that I would mention. Also, I think that I think it was wasn't it after the first goal, the game had a little delay while I think it was after twenty minutes actually when one of the kitschy players he's a Korean 37 year old Korean player he's been playing for 20 years quite a famous Korean player and he was um given a little bouquet of flowers and, and, and a shirt and uh, got a hug from Pep Guardiola. Dur- yeah, during, dur- yeah, during the game, there was also a little bit of a, a banner protest from the, the supporters about the Chinese government's decision to permit extradition. There were banners going up. It didn't really seem to have any you know effect on the atmosphere of the game too much. But yeah, 3-0. Going in at halftime, we knew what was coming after the break. It was a whole raft of um, substitutions. And it was basically, I guess, a whole bunch of kids. Yeah, I mean, at halftime, we only changed two at halftime, which was Rodri and Zinchenko, I think, for uh, David Silva and Angelino. Scored another goal before we changed anymore. I mean, that's, I'm going to say that Sani goal. Let's talk uh, about that one. Uh, yeah, let's talk about Sani goals. KDB was in the box on the right. He got through a tackle just by being stronger than the defender. And then the defenders just uh, stood off him. You know, he, he, he was going like uh, sideways in the box. He got a shot off. Um, the goalie saved it, but he just pushed it sideways. Um, Leroy Sani was out on the left. Very acute angle. I thought he was going to uh, shoot first time, but he fooled me as he did to the defender because he left the defender on the floor as he dragged the ball back and he shot with his right foot into the opposite corner. It was a fabulous finish. Uh, very impudent, arrogant, Rubinho-esque with his impudence, mm-hmm. um, you know, to, to leave that player lying on the floor. Yeah, I was, it, it was a very, very nicely taken goal. And then we had that whole horse of the first major raft of substitutions. Danilo came on, Adrio Bernabe, Tommy Doyle, uh, Dionku came on at right back. And we lost uh, Laporte, KDB, Bernardo Silva and Walker. And not a lot happened. I think we had a couple of shots in the next 10 minutes before another raft of substitutions. Foden, Tuazzi, Pozzo and Howard Bellis came on. And we lost Sterling, Sani, Gundogan and Stones. So they'd have a very, very good run out before long. For not too long, it was uh, 5-0. And that was uh, um, Tuazzi, wasn't it, uh, Ray? Tell us about this yeah, one. Yeah, I, I don't know how to say his name. I just call him Tuazzi. Uh, Tuazzi is an 18-year-old um, I think he's half Moroccan, half Spanish. Uh, yeah, I think he got the ball off Danilo, probably about 35 yards from goal. And uh, the kitschy defence, they kind of backed off him and went, you know, some of them went backwards, some of them went sideways. There were three players there, I think, and nobody closed him down. 
And he just advanced and probably thought, yeah, I might as well have a shot here. It's kind of a placed shot past the keeper who is just stood there watching it go past him, hit the post and went in. Very nicely taken, another nicely taken goal. But realistically, those um, near the defence should have, you know, should take a long, hard look at themselves and, and ask why they're letting him advance like that. 5-0, you know, were there going to be any more goals? <laughs> well, you can bet your bottom dollar there would be more goals. But the next goal actually was quite surprising. Yeah, so you, you thought the you thought there'd be another goal or two in the game. It's quite surprisingly, the next goal was Kitchy on 84 minutes. He had a counter-attack. This one was and... scored by Dennis Law. Sorry, no. But <laughs> it was some kind of Law family member, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was one of the Law family members. But yeah, it's one of those, I mean, when you let a goal and you got to, you know, you do ha- have a, a bit of an inquisition. Who's, was, it, was it partly Bianchi's fault for being a bit slow and letting the, the player get away and half-heartedly put in an attempt to try and block the guy? You can never think someone else is going to do the job in the box you know we had more men in the box I think they had one striker we had two or three men you should never think someone else is going to do the job it's your job and Dionku should have stopped that cross or should have done better to stop the cross uh, yeah so when that ball got put in the box you'd think we had more men than um, than they did I mean, we had two or three in the box and they had one uh, but that chap Law he wanted it a little bit more than our guys uh, you know he got I think it was it, it was deflected past Bravo in, in the end and uh, the replays weren't brilliant to watch. But yeah, 5-1 and uh, not many more minutes to go. We got that five-goal lead back a couple of minutes before the end. Pozzo scored. Bit nice of, goal. A bit, bit of pinball in the, in the, in the box. Well, yeah, a bit of pinball in the box. But it was not, I think overall, there was some nice play from uh, Adri Benabi. Again, he's played uh, another decent cameo. And Phil Forden putting that box ball back into the uh, danger zone. Pozzo kind of reacted the, the quickest to the loose ball, um, putting the ball in. And uh, I don't think he was too tight. He, he lay on the floor after that after scoring I don't think it was because he was tired I think it was you know it's one of those it's your first senior goal for City same as Toazzi first senior goal for City and you saw Young uh, it must be a magical moment for these kids you know not only to play with the first team but to score uh, on your first team debut uh, must be unbelievable yes that was it guys 6-1 against Kitchi of Hong Kong were there any players that we could point to and say that they had standout performances, Ray? I know it's kind of difficult, isn't it? But um... Well, obviously, uh, David Silva looked good. He looked uh, imperious. Asani scored two nicely taken goals. Raheem Sterling in the first half, especially, uh, scored a beautiful goal. Two assists. Um, you know, the one pass to David Silva was a proper assist in my book. The pass to Leroy Sane, well, Leroy Sane still have to shoot from outside the box. But look, you can can't take that away from Sterling. So I think they had decent games. Some of the kids had uh, nice cameos. I think Tommy Doyle, he, li- he, he showed that he likes to have a shot. Adrian Bernabe, again, you know, if you remember the game against uh, West Ham with that pass, that delightful, uh, sumptuous pass to David Silva for the goal, the first goal there. Uh, he, and he played well again. You know, he's only on for uh, about 30 minutes, but he still, he looks good. He looks like he's got potential to uh, move forward into the first team. And, and so my next question is looking past the Japanese game against the uh, Yokohama Mariners is how many of these kids will get the opportunity to train on a regular basis with the first team. 
I think that's the a question a lot of people are asking. We're expecting Eric Garcia, who's playing at the under-19 Euros. Uh, I think they're in Spain or in the final. They won on penalties today. So, you know, we're expecting Eric Garcia to come through. We're expecting, I'm expecting maybe Adrian Bernabe to come through. And the way he played today, you know, maybe Tommy Doyle as well and Taylor Howard Bellis. So, it's looking good, mate. It is really looking good, Mike, that, you know, we're, we're getting, in a dare I say, it looks like we're getting close to the promised land of having a few kids kids a few local kids coming through from the academy kids who've been at city like phil ford and for 10 or 12 years um and making it through to the you know it's a numbers game now if we can get five or six kids in the first team training maybe in, in a couple of years time we'll have uh, one or two kids regularly playing in the first team and you know that would be amazing and i know it doesn't matter how old you are as a fan. I, I'm sure that's what most fans really, really want. One of our own, like Phil Ford, and coming through and doing the business for City. There you go, guys. I mean, it, it was a, a good uh, workout in the sweltering yeah. humidity. It was good to see City put out uh, a strong team in the first half and to get a lot of minutes in the legs of these kids in the second half, as uh, Ray described there. That's the end of our little stay in Hong Kong. And as Ray mentioned, of course, we go on to Japan with a game against Yokohama F Marinos. Now, you guys will know that they are our sister club. Um, in May 2014, the City Football Group invested in a minority share in uh, Yokohama, creating a new partnership with our club and the automobile manufacturer Nissan. Um, City Football Group is now the owner of 19.95% of existing shares in that club. Uh, Yokohama F Marinos, they used to actually go by the name of, of Nissan uh, until they, <laughs> they had this kind of controversial merger with another team called Yokohama Flugels, and that's where the F came from. But the Flugels, they didn't take that lying down. They didn't want their club to be merged, and they formed another team called Yokohama City. And so there are actually two teams <laughs> in the city. That's the, that's a little bit of the history for you guys. It was nice to see after the game tonight a nice little trophy presentation. It didn't mean very much, of course, but it, it, it's good to see the kids that uh, Ray was describing in the second half their hands around this little trophy. It's possibly <laughs> possibly a little audition for the future. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Just a couple of little points to finish off with. Uh, some guys have been asking, what is that techno name that is above the players' names on the back of the shirts? Ray and I did a little bit of res research before the uh, pod got started. So, Ray, what is techno? Techno is a, a Chinese mobile telephone company. We're out there for the bucks. We're out there for the dollars. Not to win <laughs> hearts and minds, Ray. Look, the only reason we're there to win hearts and minds is to make money out of them. Let's be, you know, I've said this a couple of days ago when the Chinese state media criticizing City and said you, you, that we're only here for the money. Absolutely. Hold on, hold on a minute, Ray. Now, yes, of course, of course. But we are out there to build our fan base. I mean, to see all of those Hong Kong fans with their City Blue shirts on, that's, you know, more than half no, of no, it. That's, that's, that's important. But these fans are going to give us money. Show me the yuan. That's what we are now. We're a big business turning over over £500 million. You know, uh, this season, I suspect in the next accounts, we, we could well be 
between 550 and 600 million pounds we're a football team but a primarily you can still argue just primarily a football team but we're a big business also so we were there for the money don't anybody doubt that you know six or seven eight years ago we were playing at Oldham you know friendly in the rain many of thousands of us remember that with the leaking roof and getting you know soaked just from parking uh, across the road getting to the ground and then getting to the ground realizing that the rain was pouring in and you got even more soaked in a terrible weather but we still love being there we love being there and we were giving local clubs money. We were giving them games against the big boys. And now going on all these tours overseas to America in the last two years and China before that, China again now, it's about the money. It's about building our brand. It's about getting new fans in faraway places, getting paid. I mean, Techno didn't sponsor that shirt for nothing. I would be surprised if we didn't get at least a few million quid out of that sponsorship just for one game. So it's all about the money. No one can tell you it's about hearts and minds. Uh, and and it's been all about the money for a few years. Well, those are definitely uh, truths that Ray has uttered, harsh truths. I would add my little point in here and say that I think that it is also about winning some hearts and minds too. But maybe I'm just, you know, incredibly naive. <laughs> but anyway, guys, um, I didn't know this, but actually during our stay there in Hong Kong, Pep was presented with his Premier League Manager of the Year award, which was quite gratifying. I didn't know that, but I saw the photographs on Twitter, so it must be true. But Ray, I guess uh, one of the big talking points about uh, tonight, and we certainly can't finish without talking about this, was um, the whole thing with the City app and the fact that there are very few people in the world that can claim to have seen this game all 90 minutes of it. Isn't that true? Very few. I mean, look, as we said, it's all about money. And this app, you can argue it's not that expensive. You know, once again, I've said it, it's all about, about the money, this City TV app. I think it's available on Apple TV, Amazon Fire Stick, and there's another platform called Raku, and uh, a couple of uh, smart TVs. I think LG is one of them. So it's limited at the moment. City say it's going to be expanded to other platforms, but it's very limited at the moment. They give a 30-day free trial, and then it's two quid a month, which doesn't sound too expensive. Uh, but a lot of people were unhappy that they could access this game through their TV either it wasn't one of the ones that could access it and some people that could access the app the app wouldn't work so they said someone I remember reading someone on Twitter said I've been waiting 30 minutes it's just spinning round and round other people were saying I've waited 5 or 10 15 minutes obviously you expect some teething problems but you you can also argue it's not a high profile game so who cares but City fans want to watch their team and there'd be tens of thousands of people who wanted to watch this game I know somebody said he took the after enough work to watch this game so a lot of us wanted to watch the game um, and it's it's a shame we couldn't and you know the app kept failing as well where the stream coming from Hong Kong went down at least a couple of times and it, you know you're down for five or ten minutes so you're watching adverts or you're watching uh, the highlights highlights is not so bad then you start watching stuff about supporters clubs in far off places and you think well I'm here to watch the football uh, you know at least show me some highlights again I don't mind watching some more highlights but there's teething problems yes there will be ironed out it's a shame that for, for this game you know they, they decided on this game and it, it kind of fell flat uh, the Japanese game I think that's on some TV channels and it's a test for City and uh, as someone was saying to me tonight it won't be long if this be, uh, proves popular before that £2 becomes £5 and this can be a, a massive new income stream for City because we have no idea how many fans will actually take up this offer because you know on Twitter I think we have 7.1 million followers on Twitter so you know how many do you need uh, you know it, for argument's sake it could take us two or three years to get one million subscribers to this uh, city uh, for TV app. 
which is two million pounds a month. So it's it's not chicken feed. It's it can be a huge source of income. Well, actually, Ray, I I, I certainly have sympathy for people that uh, went out and paid forty pounds for one of those fire sticks, and then they couldn't actually get to see much of the game after having done that. And uh, you're right, um, they've launched. It's called. It's not the not the Man City app. It's the Man City Four TV app which is yeah. um, a little bit different because obviously the main app is just uh, linked to the, the city uh, homepage. Will it become necessary for us to really have this? As Ray said, I think with the game against Yokohama, I don't think that, you know, seeing that is going to be dependent on you having this particular app. I think, as uh, Ray said, that that's going to be broadcast on other channels in the world and you'll probably be able to find a stream for that. But guys, we hope you've enjoyed this little summary. There's not really too much more to say, but but what we saw, we enjoyed, and uh, Ray was absolutely right. Lovely little performances in that first half from Sane, from Sterling, mm. and from Silva that, that all grew very well for the beginning of the season. I think Ray mentioned on his channel uh, just before we started recording the pod that he feels that the community shield against Liverpool might result in a draw. I'm a little bit more optimistic than you, Ray. I'm going to say 3-1 City. Are you going to stick well, with your draw? Well, if I if I do a different one here, then at least somewhere along the line I'll get it right. But I'll stick with a draw. I'll stick with a draw for now. It's not going to be like it has been in many years, a glorified friendly. Someone's going to be trying to lay down, to lay down that marker. Pep will take it seriously. Pep is talking about this as a, as a final. So he's going to take it seriously. He's, you know, he's not there to call it three plus one. He's calling it a proper trophy. So in, in other countries, it is a proper trophy. So I mean, we're going to have to win it. So hey, Mike, you know, if, if we win 3-1, I'll, I'll come and kiss your feet, mate. I'll be very happy if we, we win 3-1. Uh, <laughs> well, there you are, Guys, City 6, Kichi 1, on to Japan. Do you guys speak Japanese? Ego de hanashimasu ka? Uh, <laughs> Ray knows some Japanese, but we're on to Yokohama. And guys, we will be a lot better clued up and a lot better prepared when it, when we do our next pod. We'll also probably have Colin back with us. He, we just learned he had a few difficulties. I think I think he's um, Ray. I think he's uh, downloaded some malware on his uh, cell phone. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so you can imagine uh, Colin right now, you know, trying to sort that out back at his place in Manchester. But we'll leave it there for this point guys and we'll just say goodbye to Ray and we'll look forward to seeing him again after the Yokohama game so Ray cheerio for now have a good evening Mike and uh, we'll stop there and we'll just say farewell in the usual way have one on us guys have a Japanese Kirin beer on us and up the blues it's finished at Sunderland Manchester United have done all they can that really goal was enough for the three points Manchester City are still alive here